Like, if you didn't have Jaws 3, you probably wouldn't have had Jaws 4. Donald Glover, machine lover. Beating R2 with the stick to, to steal some, like, croutons. Like, people love robots. I mean, Johnny 5. That's why it's not on my list, I guess. That's why 9 is worse. It still didn't get it. Lies! Windu was gonna Osama Bin Laden. Palpatine, right? Deceptions! S-type Nubian! Mm, Nubian, yes. Mm. That was just like on The Simpsons where they took Poochie out, only they put Leia back in. <laughs> Remember, the Force will be with you always. Da -da 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 -da. The Jedi are also lose because of their fear of loss. How do I save Star Wars right now? You have Luke wake up in a fever dream and be like, oof, that was a bad nightmare, and then you start episode seven. <laughs> Everybody at this point heard the Brooke Lopez story. Just one of the, like, there are, like, so obviously there's charming stories and there's stories if for whatever reason people want to make a big deal. Um, Brooke Lopez, <laughs> like, I, I wish I would have known, this certainly would have made its way into the video it, it, had, had I known this. And when he's in, traded at some point or retires or whatever else, this, like, I'm finding a sad version of that song on YouTube, a sad cover. Um, we got to do something actually with this. But the story goes that Brooke Lopez is listening to his iPod or whatever. I'm sure it's something old school or his record player or whatever. And he's, or I think he just says he's listening to music and comes across the Bobby Brown song. And it, <laughs> because Brooke Lopez is a Looney Tune, it resonates with him. And he's like, yeah, that's it. We gotta take control. Which, <laughs> it sounds like I'm making fun of it. It's, it's just awesome. But which means this is now canon, right? This is this isn't like we're not speculating. In game seven, because this is how this works, right? If you play ball or any play play any sport or whatever else, you do get kind of songs in your head. He he's breathing it like so. We have this understanding. So he's going up and down the court. Take control, and he's just he's just doing all game. So he's blocking. Like like Kevin Durant got blocked to a soundtrack, 
and, and it's just marvelous. Now, I will admit, for full disclosure, that when we would um, go to Mexico and ride ATVs on the street uh, as fast as they would go with no helmets, because that's kind of how Mexico gets down, um, my song was Highway to the Danger Zone, as I rode around with like wife beater and short shorts, and knowing that I would probably die if I crashed. And so, so, so I get that part of it, but just a marvelous story. I mean, the painting and the Ghostbusters aspect, you can take all of that, but just the idea that he's admitting that, yeah, he's just, just humming a little song to himself. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I just feel, I feel like there's a lot of manufactured stories in the league and this, this one just, I don't know. It hit my sweet spot for whatever else. So that's just a great story. So we got an awful lot of responses to the Star Wars, uh, part of this. So we're going to read uh, your Star Wars list right at the front. We got a couple non-Star Wars related lists and questions. So let's let's start with that. But again, thank you everyone for the response. It makes it a lot more fun. And I mean, the Heat game, I, what can you say? We can talk about the Heat game if you want. I, I think what what is now, I think we're at a crossroads as far as how we look at this team and it's totally fine if you just want to have the kryptonite blocker of saying well this game doesn't matter or championship or we won or all that kind of stuff like i'm with all that i don't really know like i cannot watch the games but i can't do this comfortably numb thing where i just act like none of this matters so it's a one game sample but again i i just will remind you that we're what 10 games removed from the hawk series and the game five collapse and all these other collapses and we're probably 50 games removed from the game where chris went on a bender for five games or eight games or the five straight that we lost without drew and the last seven years right the last eh, last five years so we see we have a huge sample size of this team uh not taking things too seriously all the time other than Giannis, but also sometimes Giannis, as far as closeouts and everything it's, it's a bad loss uh, championship teams don't get blown out by like 50 and just take it in stride, even in 2021. That'd be my take on it. It's not really a big deal in and of itself, but you know I still think Middleton is a loser. And so uh, somebody said, I think uh, Starberry said something on Real GM that that, that actually for, for all the players you could lose, like Drew and Brooke aren't the two most valuable players, but there's two, like in the regular season context, you'd almost rather not have Giannis and still have Drew and Brooke than with Bobby back. But again, a lot of people were hurt and everything else. But I keep telling you, like, Chris Middleton punches a clock, right? Like, it, it, he's a regular season guy. Like, like literally 40% of the players in the history of the league have been just this guy. That's almost the, the inverse of being professional, but being a professional just means, hey, keep getting them checks. And it's not a big deal, but I would just like some sort of championship fortitude because that's what we're going to like. There'll be super teams in the next five years that come and go. Uh, just because last year was a fluke season doesn't mean it wasn't a glorious season. It was a glorious season and there was some fluky stuff that happened. So one game, but either I'm going to not watch the games or I'm going to care because if not, I have better stuff to do. And I feel like a lot of people feel sort of like that, but let's go to the question. I got a lot of questions. Eggs at AX34 
this let's start with this one just because I think this may be the only one that had to do with the 75 we will have a 75 podcast at some point um, but his question factoring the top 50 carryover which was not supposed to be a thing I thought maybe it wasn't part of the rules but when you look at um, the list of judges was long that that got tweeted out at some point the people who were the panel the panel is long and it included Giannis and it seemed like it was like 50 names and like Will Bond and Stephen A. Smith and Candace Parker and all these people like seemed like a pretty good list as I scanned at it but anyway the question factoring the top 50 carryover and roughly five snubs he has in quotes that include Dominique from that original vote that now made it the question essentially boiled down to is he a top 20 player since 97 he's talking about dame two-thirds of us said probably not thoughts i think that's pretty accurate what i would say about it is i think dame is an incredible player i i reggie miller shouldn't be on this list <laughs> the most egregious addition to this list I don't, I don't like the NFL did this better where you just have decade lists and like, but then some other lists, other people end up higher or whatever else. I feel like I'm going to be off on this in details, but right in principle that like Nitschke was like the linebacker of the sixties. It wasn't Butkus, but Butkus was on like the NFL 75 and, and Nitschke wasn't or something like that. I mean, that's, it's a, di- it's a new list. It's a brand new list. So as I look at the list now, uh, I don't, uh, a lot of people look, if you're younger, like I did not watch Paul Arizon play, but they had good guys. They had great players in those eras. I, I understand that I wouldn't have got rid of any of the players from the fifties or sixties. I don't think that's appropriate. It's the seventy-fifth anniversary team, so I wouldn't have got rid of uh, Dolph Shays or Charmin or any of these guys. Honestly, Wilkins almost deserved to make the 50 more than the 75 but the egregious things to me are i think here's the thing about basketball i don't want to do a whole big thing about this the thing about basketball is i really feel like the 75th anniversary team should be one one bananas and two bananas that's a better way to do it and i'll just keep it real as i always do i don't think ray allen should be on this i think ray allen is a third championship banana I'm thrilled that he made it. That's a concession to how helpful he was to all those championship teams and the resume that he got. I also don't think Carmelo should be anywhere on this team. I don't think, and this kind of, but again, I'm only going to, the standards that I apply to this are going to be for the players that I saw. You can make a case Rodman shouldn't be on this team, but I think you want some, some variety of skill sets. I retweeted whoever said that um, uh, Ben Wallace, I think had a case. It's, it's, and then Alex English, I'm sure a lot of you saw Alice, Alex English tweeting out that he, he wasn't even considered for the 50 or the 75th. But that's the range. Like, there was always going to be somebody like that. This goes back to, um, what's his name for the Grizzlies, never making an all-star team. You almost kind of want to be in that spot where people say you're a snub. Like, Dominique ate off being a snub for the last 25 years. Right, so that that part is actually good. If people are like, "Oh, he's so under," I mean, again, the middle in space. Oh, he's so underrated. Like, how could you not have Alex English? And the, the entire last time that was Dominique Wilkins. I just feel that you have Batman's, and now I'm doing the Batman and Robin thing. But I mean, you have ones, and you have supporting players, and a lot of times the second guy isn't necessarily a supporting player. But if he's on a team, is like neither Kobe or Shaq were supporting players, and they would have made it anyway. 
but they they were both lead guitarists, right? And so through their greatness, they should make it. But like, what has Carmelo Anthony ever done? Now we're just talking resume kind of stuff. Him and Allen Iverson got together, and both of them decided not to do anything. I wouldn't have had Iverson on there except Iverson's numbers are like gaudy numbers, and that's really the case for Maravich is that Maravich was averaging 40 points in college. Not that that's a consideration, but like that's the big number guys, right? Similarly, there would never be any case that, like, obviously Wilt wouldn't make it, although Wilt certainly has a resume. Like, if you're towering above your sport, then that's that's a different con- uh, conversation than just a very good guy who was always kind of a second-team guy who never won a doggone thing, which is what Carmelo Anthony is. And I think you would have to take a hard... Which brings us to Dwight. The case for Dwight is simply that he was probably better than Robert Parrish, I guess, who was locked into the 50 list, although it's not like Robert Parrish was a problem and who played on a lot of great teams. The thing with Dwight, the case for Dwight, is that in LeBron's prime, Levitard used to make this case that you would get to the end of the season and be like, is Dwight the MVP? People would have, like he was a strong second and third candidate. The case against Dwight is that was right around the time where they stopped being centers. And other than a couple of seasons, he really didn't always lose his poten- meet his potential and also everyone hated him. That'd be the case against that. But, you know, getting to the finals kind of, I think, probably would have locked in Dwight. But this becomes a T.O. thing. I think Dwight is pretty analogous to T.O. And no one agrees with me with this, but I don't think T.O. is a Hall of Famer because... It's not just what you put on the table, it's what you take off the table, right? And if, like, like this, the Eagles never got anything from having T.O. Like, he prematurely submarined that mini-dynasty that they could have had through his own selfishness. Like, if you wreck two seasons and then have one legendary season, like, really, what did you do? Even when he got to the Cowboys, like, T.O. was always leading the league in, like, third-down drops and stuff like that. He was a great receiver, but after a while, you're a lot of empty calories with a lot of that kind of stuff. And nobody agrees with that, but it just can't simply be numbers compilation. I think Lillard is a little bit early. Man, I'm going long on this. Um, You have to keep Earl Monroe as I look at the list. You always want to take DeBusher or Billy Cunningham out, but they have better numbers than you thought. And again, of that era, they were the winners of that era. The other thing about the 70s is the 70s is stretched out a little bit because of NBA, ABA. And so guys like Cowens, it's not really fair. it's the same thing with like Negro leagues versus the major leagues. It ends up just kind of being whenever there's two leagues, it's kind of not fair to anyone because it's kind of racist to be like, well, Collins wouldn't have been very good scrappy guy if because he wasn't playing against Dr. J half of that time. But that's just end up kind of what ends up being kind of presumed. It's not like they were playing any defense in the ABA either. So anytime there's two leagues, it, you end up having these kind of questions. Uh, I think you have to put Harden in. I think. Well, somebody else in Stein... Man, I'm going a long time on this. I apologize. Stein... Uh, Stein... Um, Mark Stein made a list two weeks ago. I don't really feel like a single MVP should matter. I think Hart, you know, Harden's a stone-cold loser too, but I, I think he's also comfortably been a top-five player for like the last seven years or whatever it's been, so you have to have Harden in. The case against... Iverson is he didn't really deserve the MVP that he got like like uh, back to Mark Stein Mark Stein was doing um, a list and because like Iverson and like Wade never won a regular season MVP he was like Wade was borderline it's like no Wade was much better like Wade was as better than Kobe for like 
the balance of three years in both of their primes. Like Wade is de- Wade was always going to be a lock. The 2006 finals by the 2006 finals, Wade was going to be a lock if he didn't blow out both knees and he didn't. Um, so biasing it by one or two kind of weird MVPs, which is the same for Nash. Although I think Nash should. It's a good list. I'll, to answer that question, I'm going to get into this a little bit in future podcasts if we do them. But that's my baseline look at it. Uh, Reggie Miller shouldn't be anywhere on this list. He doesn't have the resume. He doesn't have the titles. He went to the finals one time. Even advancing his game forward into the future, which is not fair. Because he, like, he doesn't get to live in 2021. He lived in the era that he lived in. And he was a player who certainly elevated himself in the playoffs, but then other times he just lost to the Knicks, or you know, lost to the Pistons. Like he, they, very competent player, uh, didn't make a lot of All Star teams, didn't make a lot of, never made NBA first team. He was an NBA first team kind of player, and that that kind of becomes the delineation of this. I think different positions, but a guy like Weber, had he ended up with another like, so if you're if you're only counting number ones and number twos, had Weber ever been a number two to a truly great player? There's a little bit of choker in him, but like Weber would be on this list, and that goes back to the Anthony Davis list. Like I think Anthony Davis is on this list. He got the title, so there you go. But like Weber was better than Anthony Davis. But that's just the way this goes, and it's random, and it's built to um, stimulate conversation, all that kind of stuff. Like I think it's a fine list. Reggie Miller kept himself. That's why all these guys do it, though, too. First of all, the million dollars a year or whatever is great, but, like, you keep yourself in the spotlight. Like, if Alex English was on the list, if Alex English was doing TNT broadcast, he'd be on this list. That's just kind of how that goes. But I think I talked about that for long enough for tonight. Satoris, Satoris FSC at Timzist. His list is episode five. We'll go. We'll go. We'll read all of these one to five. And he went Empire Strikes Back, then Star Wars, then Revenge of the Sith, then uh, Jedi, and then Rogue One. I will say I, I was really worried about offending everyone. It's a solid list, man. Thank you. Um, I was worried about offending people with the. Di- we go pretty hard on, on Disney Star Wars in this, and but it seems. I got a lot of pretty similar lists, and it's pretty much the same. Uh, four out of the five are on just about everybody's list, so maybe um, I'm always going to be honest, but maybe I think most people will kind of understand where we're coming from. Giannis Time at Galaxy underscore Diener. His one to five, number one, New Hope, then Empire, then Jedi, then Revenge of the Sith. That's it. No other one deserves a number five spot. Disagree. Disagree. But <laughs> thank you for your list. I, I feel like a couple of people said that too. It's um definitely a generational thing, but I do understand those arguments also. Sigh at Bucks in the CX. Five, six, four, three, one. So Phantom Menace made his list in the fifth spot. So Empire Jedi, Star Wars, Sith, yeah, and no love for the clones on that list, but that is a, um, got two prequels in there, so it's a solid list there. Also, we did get some questions regarding the pod from a couple of days ago, um, on which was funnier, the Simmons thing or the Kyrie thing with, um, 
70 and a half percent of the vote. Uh, ben Simmons is funnier than Kyrie, and, and I agree with that. Uh, Limps MKE replied, Sixers fans talk so much smack. They came to Milwaukee to boo Brogdon and then booed Snell. <laughs> yeah, because Brogdon was out. Uh, they thought they were our equals. Exactly. And so, if nothing else about Sixers fans, it's fun. Like, I, do you feel like the Nets? I don't feel like the Nets will be our rivals for a minute because they're st- still, to me, such a microwave, you know, McMuffin kind of team. Uh, by the time we get through a whole other regular season into the playoffs, it'll feel a little bit more real. But the Nets still feel like a one-off to me. Um, uh, Kendrick... Um, is laughing at Simmons, and I think that's a shaking head emoji on Irving. Um, Robbie at Robbie Schultz, zero. I don't even find the Irving stuff funny anymore. Everyone just trying to push their political views when talking about him. Simmons, on the other st- on the other hand, the stuff has me rolling. Doc kicked him out of practice today, which was funny, and that was the 19th. And yes, stuff got even funnier with that. It's just... This isn't the podcast where we say mental health is a thing, so dot, dot, dot. Mental health is a thing. They're playing the cards. They're playing the last cards that they have in the deck. Who's texting me? You're going to have to tell me how to pronounce this, but Adokin Konpatas says both. Both is good, so we blame both. But it is. They are both funny. I'll agree with that. Uh, Lyle Datchel at k 12 Dash. I understand Kyrie's point of view. In parentheses, don't attack me, everyone, please. I can accept his concerns and where he's coming from. As for Simmons, I don't understand it at all. Um, he's kind of whack at basketball on the offensive end. Um, actually, I still think he's a great passer. Uh, I, I think he's a great passer and a very good defender. And sometimes an excellent, excellent defender. He's just mentally weak. He's soft. I mean... And it's we don't have to pretend like it's not funny. Cold as jelly. Simmons easily due to that he'd be Giannis if he had his own team talk. But yeah, yeah, that's still kind of funny. That's still kind of I don't know. It, on some level, I just want everyone to get the most out of their potential, and yeah, you know, let them go to the Kings or something. Maybe he'll get it together. I, my my animus is more directed toward Embiid and. Philadelphia fans writ large. Jimmy FK. Kogut Kiewitz. I don't know how to pronounce that either way, either, uh, Jimmy, but he said Harden and Durant is still enough. The point of Kyrie is to be overwhelming, so that situation is less comical. Plus, Kyrie might still get the shot and come back. Ben Simmons is like watching Philly get blasted with the three-way contra gun every day over and over. And it has been, first of all, it's a great contra reference that I didn't get at first. And secondly... Yes, totally. It's been a lot of great content. It's been a lot of great content. And it's my inclination not to blame Doc, but I, I look, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, like, it, my general kind of thing with people who play nice or teams that play nice, I don't know where playing nice ever gets anyone with this kind of stuff. Which is why, you know, we're frankly just a year removed away from wondering if we're going to be playing nice with Giannis or hardball with Giannis. Like, playing nice with Anthony Davis didn't get the Pelicans anywhere. Um, If guys are going to force their way out, you know, the marriage is over and divorces are messy. But, yeah, it's funny. (laughs) It's it's frankly dwarfing the games at this point. And that's 
probably both a good and a bad thing about the NBA, but it's just true. It's just every day there's something else. And now the Adam McGee list. Dr. Adam McGee, professor of archaeology, expert in movies, and obtainer of rare antiquities has sent his list privately so as not to interact with any of you littles on Twitter. Number one, Star Wars. Named it correctly too. Number one, Star Wars. Number two, Empire. Number three, Rogue One. Number four, Force Awakens. And number five, Return of the Jedi. Well, thank you for that list. Kyle Carr at Kyle Koche, Empire number one. Rogue One, it's, I think two is the highest we've got Rogue One. Rogue One number two, Return of the Jedi, New Hope, and Revenge of the Sith. We see we keep having the same um, five or six movies in the top five, so it's been very solid there. I, I like just about all these lists. Brian from Omaha, Empire, then Rogue One. Rogue One at two again here. Empire, then Rogue One, Return of the Jedi, New Hope, Revenge of the Sith. Thank you for your list. Kid Ziggurat um, says swap out Rogue One for Return of the Jedi and put New Hope number one. So we've got another New Hope number one. There's certainly a case, especially for the game changer that it was for both movies and just kind of blockbuster temple culture. Nathan Clemente number seven calls Kid Zig a coward. And he says Empire New Hope, Last Jedi, then Rogue One, then Sith. This, is this interesting? It's interesting to me as I'm looking at it. I don't know if it's interesting to listen to. Uh, but also, a uh, crazy list. Top five most Isley Cantina Patrons. 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 <laughs> uh, top five most Isley Cantina Patrons. Panda Baba, Labria, Momao Nadan, Midlis, and Him Dazan. I don't know who any of them are other than Panda Baba, but thank you for that. Um, let's see. Brian Harmon, another guy who said there's only four good movies. He says five, four, six, Rogue One, no fifth. He's he's going with Spaceballs for number five, which we support. Wander at Wander Around number one, Empire, then New Hope, then Jedi, then Rogue One, then Solo. Solo snuck into another list, and he has nothing nice to say about the sequel or the prequel trilogies. Well, you're half right. Deep Fried Badger at Belligerent Fan. I love Revenge of the Sith, except every single scene involving Padme and Anakin. I mostly agree with that. Jimmy Lemke at NBA at Jimmy Lemke. Lemke, sorry. Um, says, I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Belligerent Fan also says, Anakin cutting that pear midair was creepy. Well, it's a kind of forbidden fruit thing that Lucas was trying to do. Look, I I think I think there'll be enough enough Lucas apologies to, to follow this 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 list. Let's not get into that right away. But yeah, we're we're pretty much Lucas apologists and that's fine. I might be all of them. Let's see. Oh yeah, Jojo. Jojo Joeyo. Ugh with just probably the worst tweet and just a career of bad tweets. If I can find it. Number one. Joe is on one. Joe is on one. Rogue One, it's like a 7 out of 10. So his number one Star Wars movie is still like a 7 out of 10. 
then Solo. Just again, so we're on the same page. Solo, a Star Wars story, Joe, Joey Jojo has number two. Then, watching paint dry. Something that is not exciting. Then the rest. Then a power gap. Then the old ones. Man, that hurts. Alex Sabara at Alex Sabara 798. Revenge of the Sith is the best. The rest of the list doesn't matter. We appreciate your strong take, although I can't possibly agree with that. Thank you for your um, reply, though. Secret Agent Randy Beans at Jacob Anderson, Wisconsin. Rogue One, number one. We have Rogue One, number one, then Empire. So you put Rogue One ahead of Empire Strikes Back. Rogue One, then Empire, then Jedi, then New Hope, then Force Awakens. So we have Force Awakens on another list. He also says his gripes on the uh, 75 list were Carmelo and Dame. And I think that's it. If I missed you, I do apologize. I think that's all of them. I, I, I did the quote tweet thing on some of these, so I'm kind of all over the place with that. There's probably nobody who's going to agree with every single thing that's said here uh, from a couple of days ago, and that's not the point, but hopefully enjoy it and uh, recommend the show to some of your friends and whatever else. But yeah, that's about it. Just it, yeah, that one, yeah. Rocky Three is kind of marvelous. Um, so best buck season, Rocky Three, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so we wanted to do uh, <laughs> top five Star Wars. Um, we got. I don't know if anybody else from from the chat is going to jump in and out, but I kind of suspect that they won't. So we're going to stick with the top five rules, which is and we'll just kind of keep it loose like we always do which is if somebody else wait so i'm assuming we all have our list right crib you got got your yep. order i'll go last again just yep. to kind of clean up and look like you know we'll try to hit what we can hit we don't have to hit every minute of these movies i mean we probably used to know a lot of these kind of almost by heart although um it's been a little bit i will say blake um uh, Blanket disclaimer now, we're going to be really hard, at least I'm going to be really hard on Disney Star Wars. If you really, really like Disney Star Wars, it doesn't mean that we think you're stupid. It just means that we think you have stupid opinions. And that's a t distinction that we want to make, right? So, like, <laughs> like so it, it's, it, it's cool. And, right? your, and your Star Wars history may be somewhat limited. If Disney Star Wars is the first thing you've watched, then you don't have anything to be mad about except for those movies themselves against themselves. But anyways, let, let me not jump into that. You pushing my buttons before you even got going. I'm going to add one more disclaimer, two more disclaimers to the rules for this thing. Uh, one, if you pick a movie, uh, you don't have to specify which version of it is. If if Lucas went in there and yeah. tinkered. Good, good, uh, good. You can, it's just the best version of that to yourself personally. Uh, so don't worry about any of that. Only theatrical releases uh, will be on the list. If you wanted to, I guess you could pick uh, Clone Wars, which was theatrically released. Uh, it will no, Man no Mandalorian. It no no Mandalorian TV series. So you have episodes one through nine. You can pick from. I think Solo, Rogue One are the movies that you could possibly pick. Yes, yes. So no animated. And no TV, no TV. No animated, no TV. Right. Because right. Mandalorian right. might have bumped something if if, <laughs> if there right. was some way we could have pocketed that in there. So Yeah. And and jokes aside, like if you like those movies, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about why 
we don't or while we halfway like them and we'll try to be fair with all this kind of stuff but like like don't take offense like it's it, it it's fine this is just our opinion and we're just kind of riffing and as always next to no notes so uh anything else we want to say before why don't we go crib crib you want to give us and again we're going to be punting all over the place so crib you want what's your uh what's your number five 